it's the best you, it's the best by far i've found to, to record on but to... You, you get auto muted if you mention vampire masquerade although that's very unlikely in a sci-fi <laughs> setting at least that's what happened yes. to me in the fantasy one anyway and if you say if you say anything to do with fate or failing forward you get a, you get a dart through the screen that takes you out straight away <laughs> <clears throat> failing forward yeah you're all weird with that. you're all weird about that <laughs> i love it we're all weird about that Hello and welcome once again to the second series of Frankenstein's RPG podcast and this episode three. Thank you for your support and for downloading us and please do keep the feedback coming even if it is that rage tweet and the shouting shouting into the void. Now in this episode Debbie, Andrew and Guy join me in looking at both physical and mental damage that PCs might take in the game. Uh, now, to, to enter a serious note here, unlike as I know, but as we are talking about mental or mind stress, I think it's important to recognise that we are not in any way denigrating any mental health issues in the real world, and we have tried to handle uh, the subject sensitively. I hope no one takes offence, but please do just be assured that however it may come across, that that is specifically not our intention. Very special Twitter mentions this time to all those who joined in the debate on the episode. And I've tried to name check everyone who responded, but we couldn't fit everyone in. So apologies if we missed you. But thank you for joining in. And please do keep going, uh, even if you disagree. <laughs> even if you disagree. It's all good natured fun, so keep it coming. Now, for those of you new to us, what's it all about? Well, each episode we get a group of grognards together to look at the very best elements of role-playing games on a given theme or subject. We debate a bit, waffle a lot more around the topic, and then vote on which games will contribute to our creation, the Frankenstein's monster of a game. And this time round, it's science fiction. It's a science fiction game we're trying to make. The idea is that once we've constructed this devilish entity, we then play it, and see if it all hangs together, or indeed falls hopelessly apart at the seams. And quite frankly, I know where my money is going. <laughs> Thanks for all the participation again, and I hope you enjoy this as we once more embark on the most odd of creative exercises. Good. Listen, I just, if, if you can, I'll just ask everybody to sort of introduce yourselves. And, and where you can be found so that people can shout at you on Twitter. And I keep having to go through, I've, you know, I'm, I've got contact lenses in and I'm having to use bloody glasses. It's your age, Dave. That's uh, I went to see the optician and uh, I said, why, why do you keep sen- selling me bloody contact lenses that just don't work? He said, I'll go, to, go down the road to Poundland and buy some glasses. Do you, you're a sodding optician. 
<laughs> at, least, at least you didn't try to sell you a 300 pound pair of glasses as well you know which is... i've just been today yeah. it's cost me nearly 300 quid for the test and two plastic two pairs of glasses mm. 300 quid i'd expect someone to come around with a magnifying glass and hold it in front of me whenever <laughs> I need it. 300 quid. anyway i've got about eight pairs of these bloody things as well I keep losing them uh, so this is now uh, series two how we haven't been taken taken off air, I don't know, but there we are. Uh, episode three. And this episode, we're going to be looking at physical damage. We're definitely going to have a look at physical damage first. And then secondly, we'll be having a look at mental damage or sort of slightly more sophisticated systems of, of stress or whatever it might be. So, um, And I'm joined uh, this evening by a group of uh, quite extraordinary grognards, or not, as the case may be. So uh, can I come to you first, Guy? Could you introduce yourself? Hi, yeah. Uh, uh, my name's Guy. Um, I um, play games and stuff. I don't really self-identify as a grognard. I like to think that's not that, but I've got no problem with grognards. I'm grognard. I'm pro-grognard in there. Um, I've, yeah. <laughs> I blog about um, tabletop RPGs, mostly one-shots, but I've sort of diversified um, a little bit at the Burn After Running blog and... I do other stuff. I like. I, I run the Seven Hills Convention in Sheffield um, with a few other people, and yeah, I'm on Twitter at, at Milner Maths. Um, don't go there expecting maths content. It's mostly about gaming. So feel free to shout at me online at that point. Very glad to be here. Is, is the maths bit just misleading? Or I think I think I had higher hopes of my Twitter account that will be more professional on it. Um, and I do get followed by some like maths teachers and stuff. I am a maths teacher. And ah. they're like, every time I see one of them follow me, I think, oh no, they're just gonna be really disappointed when I just talk about like, I don't know, just just gaming and stuff instead of algebra. But they'll, they'll be they still, they still keep following me. Anyway. So yeah, it's their loss. I yeah, guess. good. <laughs> Debbie, can I come to you now? Yeah, I, I'm Debbie. Uh, I, I, I don't really blog because I can't be bothered. Um, a good, fair play to people that do because they've got more more um, more up, get up and go than I have. Uh, I tend to play games more than I run, but I play at, I've gone to Guy's Revelation and uh, Seven Hills, etc. conventions. They're really good. If you get if you can get to Sheffield, just go to one. Um, I can be found on Twitter at DragonGirl74. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Uh, and Andrew. Hello, I'm Andrew. I have far too much hair to be a grognard, but other than that, I do self-identify as a grognard. Um, because of a number of grognards called Andrew, I'm sometimes called Zoss, and you can find me on Twitter at Zoss93. Which is not your age. <laughs> very definitely. That's how old I feel. Okay, yeah. Now, uh, because you've got to do some very hasty revision, we were going to start with physical damage first, I think, weren't we? So, physical damage. Now, lots and lots of ways of doing this. And clearly, uh, just, just to sort of give you a, a bit of a prompting. So where we are currently with the game, the setting is going to be sort of like the kind of the mechanics of the sandbox traveller. The character generation is coming from beyond the wall. Uh, not typically known as a science fiction game, but, you know. Uh, characteristics, they're coming from D6 Star Wars. Uh, six stats. Don't let Doc Carey tell you anything otherwise. Uh, skill tests are coming from Serenity. 
And the only other thing we sort of said so far is magic and psionics will exist. Now, the reason for me saying uh, very early on, are we going to have magic and psionics, was that it will have an impact, I think, on just about everything else that we do. So particularly things like you know, mental stress, physical damage, and, and so on. So uh, there's there's some sort of method to this this madness. So physical damage, who would like to go first? Andrew, how about you? Yeah, I'm happy to go first. I'm actually picking a mechanism from a game I don't like, although I really like the mechanism. <laughs> and <laughs> and what, what, I'm, what I'm actually recommending is from the game Rifts is Mega Damage. And because particularly for a sandbox setting uh, that we're using, you have to model everything from a spear through to uh, a ship launched nuclear missile and mm. how how do you how do you model such a range and the answer is you do it with mega damage when i say or, I, or a slide rule or a slide rule exactly yeah. but uh, the, the, the reason um the reason i don't i don't like the way it's implemented in this is the riffs has a couple of player characters who can regularly do mega damage and the problem is that once you have um Effectively, mega damage is something that one point of mega damage represents a hundred points of of normal damage. Okay. So, so for instance, a sword might do one d six normal damage, whereas a nuclear missile might do one d six mega damage. The thing is, if you get hit by mega damage and you have no sort of mega damage armor, then you're completely you're completely destroyed. There's no there's, there's no roll. Um, as I said, the problem the problem with this is this has a couple of catch classes which can do mega damage and the problem with that is it completely unbalances the game because once you have a character that can regularly do mega damage then there's no point in basically having any characters that can't you know it so it completely unbalances the game but i think in the context of a sandbox system where you are dealing as i said trying to model everything from a spear through to ship weapons and i think i think it, it actually has the potential to to model that entire range of physical damage so sorry so I'm, I'm thinking in terms obviously of, of hit points then so you have an amount of hit points or armor that can take mega damage before you start having taking physical damage yeah, essentially you have mega damage armor yeah exactly yeah so so you know a ship a ship would have mega damage armor whereas maybe maybe a bunker or something would have mega damage armor but so, it's so, a way of uh, actually modeling that sort of thing you know okay so so what actually underpins the sort of damage taking in rifts is it just sort of hit points or is it a you know mega damage should be comparatively rare but for those instances where you need to model some big weapon then it, that's that's kind of to me the best way of way of doing it okay so we first of all we've got to we've got to say there is mega damage number one number yeah. two there has to be ways of combating mega damage mega damage which is game. mega damage armor yeah what do we call normal damage? Just damage. Just damage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And 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 there are hit points, and that's the way that you take take that. That's yeah. how you record the physical damage as a, as a PC. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that rifts. Hmm. Hmm. Is that that that's the, the time travel? That's thing. palladium. Yeah, it's palladium. Yeah. Palladium. So as I say, I don't okay. like rifts as a game because I think it's unbalanced. But, but I do Except. love the concept of mega damage as being able to model. 
all types of all types of physical damage from from a spear to a nuclear weapon. Yeah, it's maybe the first time anyone said, "I'm going to nominate a game I don't like." <laughs> as as a starter well, for it's ten, because we're, it's, it's uh... because we're talking. It's because we're talking about mechanics, and I like the mechanic. I just don't like the implementation of it. Debbie, can I come to you? Can. What, what are we looking at? Is, is it a game you like, first of all? It, it is a game I like. We're, we're back on safer ground now. It's okay. So, <laughs> Come on, then. so I, I'm putting forward uh, Star Wars Edge of the Empire, which is the other version of Star Wars. <laughs> or one of the other versions of Star Wars, because another one I've got is another version of Star Wars in all but licensed. Um, okay. So I like the way this handles... Uh, damage and da- damage taking and damage dealing. So mm-hmm. you start off with your different how you work at how much damage your character can take is you have a base amount of damage, call, we'll call them hit points that um, your character can take depending on their uh, their their character species type. So a, a Wookiee would have a higher amount of damage they can take than a human would which fits nicely yeah. with the fiction, which is great. And then you can mm-hmm. put points into your attribute of brawn, which is how strong you are, and then that affects your hit point uh, capability as well. Okay. Uh, and then you can also boost that with talents, I think they call them, um, which can increase it, which is kind of like training to, to toughen your body up sort of thing. Okay. Um, so that can so full on sort of training montage ahoy. Yeah. Yeah, totes. Um, and then if we look at the other side, which is how much damage you can how much damage you can deal. Yeah. Um, I like it in that the each of your weapons has its own damage rating, how much it does when you succeed. Okay. But also I love the fact that if you get a better result. And this probably won't work with with the the dice we're going to end up using. But if you get more successes, every success over the number that you require to hit that person translates into extra damage. I'm almost loath to say this because it will affect the voting, not in my favour, but it it has like a critical hit system as well, doesn't it? Yeah. You just put in, I'm putting that in, obviously that'll spin it towards Dave voting for it, but. Preaching to the choir now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it has, hasn't it? It's, yeah, yeah. No, it, 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 it's a fantastic system. I mean, but, yeah. but it, you know, it, it honestly is. is a... yeah. I mean, it's better than Rift, I... definitely. <laughs> like, it's definitely better than Rift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the odd thing is, we all hate Rifts. Uh, this, this is actually this. This was one of the games. One of one of the games I started playing when I came out of the deep freeze. Yeah. And 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 the first thing that sort of struck me was. What the bloody hell are all these dice? What is going on with the dice? I'm sort of looking at it and going, everybody else seems to know what they're doing. Am I, is, you know, have I suddenly sort of, you know, walked into some other universe where dice are all over the place? However, you just have to remember however, that one of them looks like Snoopy. Once you want to remember that, uh, <laughs> I think it's, is it the success of that dice? I think looks like Snoopy, isn't it? It's, uh, no, I think that's the thing. That's the advantage, one. I think. Oh, the advantage, think, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Once, oh, no. once you do get into it, you get it, and it's lovely. I like it. I really like it. 
I yeah, really good. like the dice. They're just they're just brilliant. And I like the failing forward mechanic. I know we're not allowed to do failing forward because yeah. grognards don't like it, but I do. <laughs> they, they don't understand it. I think we, they, they, don't they don't understand, understand it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. one, one episode. It was one episode. <laughs> That's all. Actually, I have to say as well, what FGU have done quite well is uh, they've done a dice rolling app, so you don't actually have to yeah. buy the dice. Uh, yeah. You know, you can actually just roll them on a phone, you know, on a phone, which I think is yeah. a really, it's a yeah. really it's, good way of doing, where's, doing where's it. The, where's the joy in that, though? It's a soulless way of doing oh. things. Oh, I'm, yeah, unless, I'm, unless, we're playing unless, by app. Oh. Unless, you're, unless your friendly local game shop doesn't have any of the dice, in which case you're a bit stymied. So, you know, yeah. so. It's well, nice to have the physical dice, but if they're not available, then yeah. at least you do have the app. And especially when you've been to games where you've got like one set of dice between the whole table and everybody's like yeah. keep hoarding the dice. It's it's not so good. But I've, I've got three sets of them somewhere. I found some at a, a bring and buy. or like I'm having them. <laughs> and, and, and also from the perspective of uh, this becoming very, very money making, making up our own dice would be a really, really good idea. It's one. Yeah. Uh, so we we we. We couldn't buy the Star Wars dice. It'd have to be something else. How, you, how you're quick, not alone. How quickly oh, art has compromised for commerce already. <laughs> like episode art. three. We're already doing, thinking, oh, think about the money now. Art schmart, as far as I'm concerned. You, you, you're not alone, though, Debbie. Uh, actually, Broken Shepherd, at Broke Shep, on, on Twitter, also said Star Wars, FFG, Edge, Edge of the Empire. He also said that, which is interesting. A couple of other people as well. And again, it's funny, isn't it? Because it is one of those games where you sort of look at it and you're thinking, what, how do I interpret these dice? But you get into it and it becomes sort of second nature, which is another way of releasing the inner nerd. Okay. (laughs) Star Wars Edge of Empire, like that. Okay, Guy. Of course, it ruins it for you, though. But it ruins it for you, Edge of Empire. There's no maths in there. No, yeah, well, it's symbolic, isn't it? It's um, just using that for it. I think, well, so, right, I'm, I'm, I should remind you before I give my option that this is which system is best, not which system have we all heard of. Because um, I've listened to this podcast before, and I want to just get it out of there. We're clear that it's which is best. So There's, there's a fundamental mistake you've listened to <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have bothered. Um, so often when you have damage systems, you get things like, so things like vampire and werewolf and stuff have this thing where you have a death spiral. So you tick off boxes. And when you get to, I think Shadowrun has it as well. When you get to a certain level, you're lightly wounded and you're at a penalty to action. Um, And that's quite common. And it sort of symbolizes wounds. It gives you a little penalty. It it sort of adds to the gameplay. But for me, that adds to the gameplay in quite a negative way, because as the session goes on, if you've been doing heroic, um, pulpy things you'll have been taking damage and so you get less effective which is just a bit wrong and it doesn't really fit in the narrative when you watch films people get beaten up and get even more determined to succeed so the game that i'm going to recommend has got part of its appeal is it's got a reverse death spiral so as you take damage you actually get better and the game that i'm nominating is tenra bancho zero it's a Japanese RPG that was translated into English um, quite a few years ago by Kotodama Heavy Industries. Um, it's, it's a really popular game in Japan, and the English translation is great. It is science fiction as well. Um, and so as you mark off wound boxes, um, when you're lightly wounded, you get a plus one bonus to all your actions. Um, when you're heavily wounded, you get a plus two bonus to all your actions. It's a dice pool system. So that's extra dice you get to roll the time. When you tick your dead box, you're at plus three dice to everything. 
But when you've ticked your dead box, when you run out of vitality, which is like the hit point thing, you're actually definitely going to die. Um, the cool thing that's added to this is that when you take damage, you can choose which boxes to tick. So if you take 10 points of damage, you can say, right, it's early in the game. I'm not that bothered. I'll mark them all to vitality just to hit points. No penalty, whatever. Um, if it's later in the game, you take 10 points of damage, you might say, all right, I'll tick, um, I'll tick three heavy wound boxes and seven vitality. Or you might, in the finale of a game, you might go, right, I'm going to tick my dead box straight away. I'm going to get plus three dice to everything. But if I run out of hit points, I'm going to actually die. So you get to really raise the stakes there. Um, so you have a bit of, it makes damage fun because you're getting better as you take it. And it also has a bit of player control in it. So when you take damage, you get a decision to make, um, which avoids, I'm going to say, that the possible issue that I have with critical hits is it's a really exciting dice roll that you get to make for somebody else's character. And so it's like, you know, you, the dice at the table, it's worth up whatever. You're fighting some goblins and obviously you get absolutely creamed because it's Warhammer. Um, and GM hits you. It's like, oh, it's a critical. Oh, that's exciting. And then the GM gets to roll that dice and like see if you die or not. And you just have to kind of sit there and watch. Um, whereas with this, you've got more control over your destiny. Taking damage is actually fun because you've got a tactical choice to make. Take Taking damage is fun. <laughs> I knew there was a reason why we invited you on. What the hell was the name of this 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 game again? You want to put it in chat, or is it is it better if I put it in chat? Or we all say, it, or do we all say it wrong for the rest of the episode? Is that I'll put it in ten rob banjo zero. Jesus, put it in the chat, can't it? Ten rob banjo zero banjo zero. The zero is the addition, I think. So it's like the ultimate edition of it. I think that's what it's. Uh... Because the thing is, I can I, I can pronounce uh, Star Wars. I can even pronounce <laughs> rifts, but Tenra Bancho Zero. I'm trying to quickly think of some marketing opportunity because now I've realised that that's a, a criteria as well, um, what you can do. There's like a fan mail thing. You could produce little chits for that, I suppose. That would work. <laughs> Japanese flavoured dice. Tenra Bancho Zero. It sounds like a really bad punk band, but the mechanics sound brilliant. Yeah. So, so you, you, yeah. okay. How 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 sort of so you, you you're taking this damage and it's making you better until so it's almost that sort of idea of heroic death almost. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see it a lot in sort of films in um, you know lots of narrative and it's it's genre is it describes itself as like hyper Asian science fantasy. So you've got like immortal samurai, you've got like tree spirits, you've got. Um, cyborg beings and stuff a bit like final fantasy that kind of that kind of thing so it's big campaign play um in you know do a world saving adventure in six hours is the sort of way it's meant to be done so it fits in with that genre and looking at what we've got for science fiction i think i think we're erring a little bit towards the pulpy there's not we don't seem to have many sort of people recommending oh well i'd, I'd like this um, I mean, we haven't got to the vehicle design. We haven't got any spreadsheets on it yet, have we? I'm no, sure no, that's not space up for yet, have we? So it's not that. Listen, no, no. listen so, some, some of the later guests, there will be bloody spreadsheets, I can tell you. We've not got algebra in there, really, yeah, have we? It's, uh... <laughs> you're a maths teacher. You should be saying we should. Sorry, Debbie, I'll cut across you. I say the symbols on the on the FFG dice are kind of algebraic. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. I can make Spot. that link, I think. <laughs> Henra Bancho Zero. Do you know, uh, I think it was Wayne who uh, 
that wanted Eurasia, 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 Eurasia. Uh, as the setting, I think. So I obviously had to buy that. I can see sales of Tenra Banjo Zero going up <laughs> by a factor of one, possibly. <laughs> I think it'll probably be PDF. I think get, good luck getting hands on the print copy now, but yeah. So. Uh, it sounds brilliant, though. Or, or buy it in Japanese and, and, and learn to translate it yourself. You could do that, I suppose, depending on what level of commitment you have to, to your art. <laughs> no, see, we've already established it's not art, and my commitment is in terms of currency only. <laughs> so if somebody would like to pay me to learn Japanese to translate Tenra Bancho Zero for everybody, <laughs> Tenra Bancho Zero, hyper-Asian sci-fi. Come on, that's a tagline, isn't it? Hyper Asian sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, we, obviously, we can't take the entire game, but the damage system is one of the highlights. So, I think we should take that that bit of it. It does, it does sound really cool. There's a reasonable chance we yeah. might stop now. I'm a simple soul. Okay, bear this in mind. I'm a simple, simple soul. There's a few games, and and some I've been forced to buy. One of which, and this is ruins it for the podcast, but. Uh, Orpheus was mentioned last time. Orpheus, I, I do like in terms of physical damage. It has vitality. Uh, but the only issue with uh, Orpheus is you kind of have to have everything else. It has to be Orpheus 2. So we'd have to take the entire game. But I, I, a game I, I increasingly am coming to really, really like. Orpheus, going to have to play at some stage. Uh, I, but I, I get the feeling it's one of those that just suck you into sort of very, very long term play. And and why do I like that? Because I like the idea of that sort of operatic style of, you know, taking a demo. What it doesn't do is it doesn't have that bit you just talked about with old, you know, Tenra, Banjo, whatever, where it gets it's cooler to take more damage. I, I'm, I'm, it's volume is what I enjoy about Star Frontiers. Yep. So you could have, I'm going to do 2D12 damage with my whatever it happens to be, and you could take it and still be alive. So... Simple. That's what I was really thinking. So it, essentially, it's hit points in space, uh, and I was, you know, that allows you to do lots of things before you eventually cark it. So there we go. I, I like that. Idea the other thing is hit points. I think you need it sometimes for for sci-fi a bit, don't you? It's not. We don't want to be crawling around. I think you do. Like it's scared it, to be hit by a goblin. Like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be one d four damage. The other good thing is, and this will be the sort of slight crossover with Merp. You roll the amount of uh, stamina you've got on a table. It's it's oh. it's only a little little two line table here. Can you see there? For the purposes of the pod, I am now demonstrating the ability score table, <laughs> where if you rolled ninety six to one hundred, you got seventy stamina points. We have we have our four our four uh, opportunities to uh, to, to vary. So clearly. The moron in me is uh, is Star Frontiers. Lots of points. Countdown. Who doesn't like a bit of a countdown? Debbie uh, was Star Wars. Uh, the mechanics are the same across all the Star Wars games, aren't they? All the FFG ones, yeah. But they mainly really introduce uh, more races and more aspects. So the later one brings in the mag- the magic, the Jedi's, um, which is in oh, yeah, which yeah, isn't yeah. earlier books. Yeah, like that. Andrew, it was uh, the game you love to hate, Rifts. Yep. And Guy, it was uh, Tenor Lady Banjo. 
Tenra Bancho Zebra. Zero. I'm forever going to hear that as Tenra oh. Lady now. <laughs> all, those, all those yearned after podcast hits from the Japanese RPG market. Mm. I could just evaporate now every mispronunciation. Tenor, tenor lady, it's all about absorbing damage. <laughs> I am sorry. Now, before we before we take a vote, though, before we take a vote, um, there are some other there are some alternative suggestions that we've had. Adrian Kelly at Adrian B Kelly, B very important. Viking Death Squad, not one I'm familiar with. Anybody else? No hit points or wounds at all. It's just, just those three words. Is that? Is it a suggestion can... the damage system or just what you wanted to do after listening to the pod? Is that... <laughs> it's the RPG equivalent of what three words, isn't it? Um... <laughs> I think Adrian just made it up. Viking Death Squad sounds good, I'll say that. It, it sounds good, though. It sounds like I'm, 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 I want to play the game already with that name. Yeah, well, exactly. It's either that or Tenor Lady Banjos. Svante Langraff says, I quite like taking damage on stats. Either straight away like in Mutant Year Zero, or after some sort of HP being reduced to zero, like an electric bastion land, or ultraviolet grasslands. You want know I me, mean? Ralph, Ralph Lubgrove, who uh, is is appearing later on in the series. Also, Fictoplasm podcast. If you don't listen to it, go and listen to it. He's brilliant. He's really, really good. Like it very much. Now he he <laughs> in 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 true uh, economic uh, form, he's recommended his own game. <laughs> Storm Hack stroke Git Hack has a single wound track. Marketic for fatigue and a cross for a wound. And a star for festering wounds. So there's art in there too. Fatigue gets wiped away really quickly. Wounds take longer. Now, that's a couple of people actually talked about, you know, fatigue versus versus wounds. That's not a bad thing to go. Tora Nielsen, 78, at Tora Nielsen, 78. Esoteric Enterprises. Do you know that one? Grit and flesh points. That sounds good. Former easily recovered, losing it means fatigue, sore muscles, etc. You lose flesh once grit is gone. And losing flesh means physical trauma and real consequences. That's, that's quite like that. Uh, Sam, Sam Vale, Sam O Vale, Zero Vale. I like the every when system of fatigue damage. Every single podcast we do, it, it comes up with every when. Barbarians of Lemuria. It's, it's good, though, isn't it? And you can't sort of pronounce it as anything else either, can you? Everyone. Everyone banjo. Champions RPG. Mark Champions. Savage Worlds. Or the Hero System. Savage Worlds is good. You're, you're a big fan of Savage Worlds, aren't you, Deb? Yeah, I am. I, I nearly, I did actually nearly bring it in as well because I've got the, um, the, the, I've got the Flash Gordon setting for that. So that's a, that brings it into sci-fi quite nicely. Yeah. So yeah, I quite like it. So you, you get get shocked first, and then you get wounded afterwards, and you can soak wounds and shake off your yeah. shape. Um, yeah, yeah. It manages to be quite Sometimes. exciting, doesn't it? It manages yeah. to be quite, you know, because you, wounds are quite bad, but you can recover from them. Getting shaken is like, oh no, I've got to try and, you know, it, it has a real meaningful effect without with hardly any bookkeeping at the table. Yeah. Yeah, big fan of Savage. Yeah. Chuck yeah. some yeah. poker, poker mm. chips on the table. It's great. It's, it just makes it really, really pulpy. Really exciting. I love it. I, I, have you played the Flash Gordon? Have you played the sci-fi? Sort of I've played it once at one of the Garrison conventions uh, before it okay. became a thing, and then I've run run it a bit. 
and it, it worked really well. I loved it. We're going to actually, enough, with, with Mark, we're going to play some um, some Deadlands fairly shortly, which would be good. Uh, so, because uh, Savage Worlds, I've only re- probably played Savage Worlds. Well, I played it with you. Yeah. <laughs> Grog Me, didn't we? Which yeah. is fantastic. Really, really good fun that was. I do like it. I think it's a great system. Yeah. Neil Walker, he's he's talked about um, status from City of Mist. Wonderfully narrative way of describing damage. Good point. Uh, at Nanu- yeah, Nanuka Cabra. Uh, Ars Magica used to separate health and fatigue tracks. Just get, coming back to that, that idea of sort of fatigue being slightly different from from damage. Mm-hmm. Made very long combats deadly, as you were just exhausted at the end of one. Uh, but then in Nomine had separate body, or slightly comes on to the next set, body, mind, and soul hit points. Body, zero, your physical form is destroyed. Mind, zero, you forget everything about yourself. Soul, zero, <laughs> gone. Mm-hmm. And we've all been in soulless places. Jim McCarthy, JWM UK, uh, at Jim, always a good good supporter. Uh, Mothership and Alien, yeah, Mothership and Alien, I guess. Free League damage is pretty pretty, pretty dramatic, though, isn't it? But, okay, so lots of, again, lots in there. Nobody's mentioned any of the ones that we've put forward, other than Star Wars, obviously. So yeah. we have a choice to make. Uh, it is Tenra Bansho Zero. I'm going to, the minute we've finished, I'm going again. Ten round banjo zero, rifts from Andrew, Debbie, Star Wars: Age of Empire, and me. I was going to go with Star Frontiers. Tempted to change to, to Savage Worlds, but Star Frontiers I'll stick with. So, uh, who would like to vote first? Should we go in the same order, Andrew? What would you like to? You cannot vote for rifts, clearly. Well, that, that's fine. I will. Definitely going to vote for Ten Round Banjo Zero just because it sounds absolutely amazing. I've never heard of it. But I will definitely be going out and buying your copy now. I love the I love the idea of the heroic glass stack. You know the that kind yeah, of you, you can know, see that it, kind of heroic glass. Yeah, exactly. You can actually. Yeah. It, it sounds a very Japanese concept. I, I love kind of samurai games and and Japanese games in you know Japanese culture based games. So so I yeah. that that Good. whole concept is really is really kind of uh, kind okay. of cool. So I'm definitely voting for Tenra Banisho Zero. A wise choice, I think. <laughs> can't influence anybody. Debbie, you uh, can't uh, vote for Star Wars Edge of Empires. So we have Tenra Banjo Zero, Rifts, or Star Frontiers. I, I, it's got to be a death with death, a backwards death star spiral. I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be easier to say than Tenra Banjo Zero, but apparently not. Backwards death spiral, that's what I was trying to say. That sounds that's... awesome. I want to play that game. <laughs> Tenrail Banjo Zero gets it, gets a second vote. Ooh. Okay. Ah, now. Guy, you can't vote for Tenrail Banjo Zero. So, Rifts, Star Wars Edge of Empire, or Star Frontiers? Yeah, I think I can see the appeal in all of them. I like all those systems. I think um, the mega damage thing in Rifts, I think like you're right, Andrew, it did create a lot of imbalance. It almost didn't in the Palladium system because it was so unbalanced anyway. Mm. But there was definitely that thing where a few of the character classes got access to mega damage. Yeah. And strangely enough, those tends to be the character classes that players always <laughs> went for. Wasn't it almost as if? Yeah. That, that unbalanced Who knew? Who knew? Know, exactly. I yeah. think I'll just pick this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I so I don't think I can I can quite go for I like the idea of scale, though. I like that um, from there. Mm. I've, I've played and run a lot of Star Wars Edge of Empire, and it does work. It just seemed dangerous. But I think, I think I'm going to go with Star Frontiers, actually, because... 
I think a lot of the time, you know, you can either have a, a complex damage system where you've got stuff to do, or just hit points are fine, aren't they? We know where you are with them. You just take damage off your hit points. When it goes down to zero, something bad happens. You don't need loads and loads of systems for that because there's loads of other stuff to worry about. And I like the idea, particularly the idea of you've got, you might start with 70. I think that's that's mm. good. You want to have a good chunk of them so you can take damage. So I'm, I'm going to vote for Star Frontiers. Which, which is absolutely the way it should be. You should crawl across broken glass for the host. Uh, however, uh, I, I am, I'm going to make it almost a clean sweep. I'm also going for 10 round Bancho Zero, opening up all manner of lack of bank account issues. But Exciting opportunities. Uh, exciting opportunities, very definitely. So I'm going with 10 round Bancho Zero. 10 round Bancho Zero is the winner, three votes to one. Look at that. Fantastic. There well is th- this wasn't my motivation, but there is there is some content on my blog about it as well. If I I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes for it so there's like a scenario and some notes and see yeah, that. It's great. it's okay. I'll I'll, I'll edit that bit out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, I won't, of course. Shocking. Shameless. Shameless. Good. Okay. Interesting. Funny thing there was no consistency. Most of the people who sort of did send in things about, you know, physical damage, no real, cons- you know, it was, oh, it's got to be off stats. It's got to be hit points. It's, you know, nothing, I guess nothing a bit at all of, was the same. There was a bit of a thread coming through about having like two tracks where one's like fatigue yeah. and one's like serious mm. damage. And that's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you can get beaten up a bit, but then there are serious consequences and one of them comes back quickly. And that, yeah, that, yeah. that's quite good for that sort of pulpy game, isn't it? That's. But it's 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 the only thing that does. So in the fantasy version of of this, the issue became in the end: how the heck do you get everything sort of squished in together? And and there were some bits that just did not work. Um, but luckily, it was Conan damage system. Didn't even talk about that, did we? Two D twenty damage system for this time. Section two, everybody. Section two. This is about st- uh, now. I've said mental damage, and, and I guess before we start, we probably ought to raise the spectre of the X card. This, is, this isn't meant in any way to be, you know, either patronising or uh, rude about anybody's sort of uh, mental state at all. It's it's really just you know how we can how we can account for something that uh, will introduce an element, perhaps of horror, or as we talked about, you know, about stress making things. It, it's it's hyper real as opposed to being uh, attempting to sort of emulate real life. So please, you know, if if we do say anything to, that upsets anybody, you know, please please don't take it in the wrong uh, in the wrong way. It's not certainly not meant. So, uh, so we've called it sort of mental damage. I, I guess we, for for want of a better phrase. Uh, so, uh, who would like to go first with regard to mental damage? Should we go in reverse order? Should we go, Guy? Would you mind? I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think you're right to raise that. I mean, I would put out straight away that if you're running a game that's got any sort of um, consequences like this in it, then I would strongly recommend that you have like an X card or lines and veils or safety tools in, just as a, yeah. a sort of backstop for it. Definitely. Um, I kind of I, I thought around the house with this, and for part of me was like maybe we shouldn't have a system like this at all. Maybe that's, you know, mm. people talk about alien, you know, is is alien really science fiction or is it horror? I'm sorry, that was like episode one, wasn't it? I don't want to, let's not go there again. But th- th- there's that sort of genre thing about, is it is it in keeping with what we're actually doing? 
Um, I quite like the way that Fate does it, where it's it's the same kind of track, and you get you get consequences that um, are going to be the same sort of thing, complications that you get that are same dealt with sort of the same way as physical damages. Um, I quite like Vason actually because it's got a, when you take when when you're afraid. When you take, not afraid, when you take like fear damage, when you're affected by fear, you can choose to sort of fight or flight uh, response. Yeah. So you get, you still get a bit of autonomy there. You don't just run away. But I think. And, and, and it's, it's a, that is a really, really good game, isn't it? Vason. It's been mm. one of those where, you, number one, it looks fantastic. Number two, it, just flicking through it, you think, oh, this is, I'm, I'm playing this. This is, anyway, sorry, guys. Yeah. I think it's cool. also that, you know, the, the, the free league system has sort of iterated and it suits that genre really, really well. As well, doesn't it? I think you're right. um, yeah. The one that I'm going to go for, though, the one that, that I think is is really fun, and it's in a lot of Powered by the Apocalypse games, but specifically the first time I I've encountered it is in Masks, um, which is a game of teenage superheroes, yeah, so yeah, not sci-fi yeah. at all. Um, but you take um, you take conditions in Masks as a result of failing mm. roles or taking damage, and they might be so you might have afraid or hopeless or insecure, and what they do is they give mm. you a penalty to a certain move in the game. So if you're afraid, you're not as good at confronting a threat. What's really cool about it is how you get rid of those conditions is by engaging a move called comfort or support. So you take, you fight some supervillain, you might end up taking some damage, you end up afraid. How you recover from that is you have to role play a moment with another player character where you sort of um, sit down over a cup of tea or just give each other a pat on the back and role play a little moment of interaction, make the move, and then you recover from it. And it creates a really nice positive feedback loop. So you you take the damage, you, you get this condition, but then to get rid of it, you have to do some role play to, to recover. And you end up with this, it, it just develops that background to it. And th- th- there's lots of ways you can do that. When you take kind of stress damage or whatever, you then need to do a little flashback or something. But I think in masks, it just works really well to cycle around that. And lots of other PBTA games since have, have, have had those yeah, like it, between it, as it stuff. It's, good. It, it's a really good game. I've played. I've played Masks. It's, it, yeah, that that whole the mm. whole role play element is really well integrated. You know, it's um, it's definitely you know the whole team team building's the wrong word. Yeah. That kind of you know it's um. No, I don't think that's the wrong word, Andrew at all. I I think that's the right word because you. I, I played it at a recent convention where Guy was running it. And we really did form a team. <laughs> yeah, and, and part mm. of it is you, because you're playing teenagers, there's a lot yeah. of that yeah. about, like you're playing yeah. teenagers, you're incentivized to be quite awful because you are yeah. teenagers and teenagers are generally awful. Um, so yeah. you have that sort of tension but, between wanting to go off and do your own thing and yeah. then when, it all going badly for you. It's a bit of like Kevin and Perry in it. Yeah, when I played it, I got voted team leader and that was that was... <laughs> that was an interesting one, you know. It's a, particularly since one of the characters, one of the characters, was deliberately quite sort of rebellious and yeah. uh, would go off and do his own thing, you know. And, uh, yeah, is uh, is one of the conditions acne? <laughs> <laughs> I've got acne. No. I need to go and uh, yeah. have a face mask. That, that, Ooh, that, look, that, 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 acne should be a villain. I feel, you know, it's, <laughs> uh, it's uh, Doctor Pimple. Yeah. The, the, there's actually the, a, the, a program. Doctor Pimple Popper. The, the arch enemy of Doctor Clearasil. You know, it's, uh, it's <laughs> Doctor Sebaceous Gland. Mm, Doctor Gland, you're here. I, I can see some people sort of sucking through their teeth, going, "Oh, role playing, role playing, comfort and support." Uh, not me, of course. I must admit, just, I must just play admit, a board I mean, game. I, I, as I said, I mean, for me, it was 
it was such such a such a learning curve the first time I, you know first time I played it because I I literally had never played a, a game you know obviously I've been gaming for quite a few years and I never kind of played a game right and suddenly I was sort of thrown into it and I, but it took me a few weeks to it was a twelve week campaign I think it's twenty four weeks in the end but um but it took me three or four weeks to get the hang of it but once I got the hang of it I thought actually this is really really quite cool can you not just sort of go back in your room and not tidy up or something. Does that get rid of any conditions or? Mm. Uh, I think there is one, Sorry. isn't there? I think angry you can just you can destroy something. Yeah, you can smash something up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you, precious. There are options, aren't there? You can either do the comfort support move or you can do something bad. So yeah, mm. like destroy something precious to you if you're angry. That that will yeah. get rid of it as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm liking it more and more. Masks. Teenage Tribute. If, uh, funny enough, actually, somebody else was talking about a masks campaign they were running as well. Mm, good. Okay. Uh, Debbie, okay. what are you so, going for with regard to sort of uh, ment- mental damage, I guess you'd say? I was going to put forward Mothership mm. uh, because I, play, I played mm. it at, at Grogmeat and I absolutely loved the player experience I had with it where my teamster would kept making, kept making the panic rolls and kept making the panic rolls and kept making the panic rolls and kept making the panic rolls until right at the end when the wounded NPC that I'd been carrying all the way to the end, to nearly the exit, and I was like, oh, stuff this. I'm going to throw them at the monster that's chasing us so that I can get away. And then I failed my panic roll and quite rightly basically died of shame and I was like that that was just <laughs> perfection for me I absolutely loved it however we're, we're, we're back in the teenage theme now <laughs> I've died of I've got the wrong jeans on <laughs> um but I was speaking to some people about about it in the virtual pub and they're like no it's broken it's horrible so many people died so I'm, I've, I've put that to one side I've mentioned it I liked it as a player but perhaps for for anything longer than a one shot, it might not work. So we'll get rid of that. Yeah. Um, yep. So I'm going to uh, something which is sort of uh, um, close to PTBA, which is Scum and Villainy, which is a Forged in the Dark game. Yeah. Oh. Um, one, one of one of Mark Willoughby's four games that he owns, yeah. Scum and Villainy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't read all of it. I've bookmarked it to, to go back to the bits that I have read. Um, and this is mainly from player experience as well, but you have in it a thing called stress um, yep. and trauma. And you can use your stress to avoid harm, which could be physical or not physical. Mm. Um, and so, But you can use, if you want, if you think, if the GM describes the harm and you say, nah, that's not for me, you can try and resist it and you can use this uh, commodity that you've got called stress to resist the role. And then you take stress, uh, which is six minus whatever the highest dice roll you roll. And it's a D6 okay. game. So you can end up taking by trying to avoid some harm. You can take one to minus one. one sorry, six Sorry, five to minus one damage. I can nearly do words. If you get if you get two two sixes, you'll you'll get rid of the stress. Oh my word! I have I have read it, honest. Um, um, and then the way you so, get so there's, there's there's so there's there's kind of a 
there's a little bit of a random element to it again. You, yeah. you elect to do this, this, the stress mechanic, yes. though, you? but then it's a bit of chance. Yeah, yeah. So you, you can opt to it. It's not, nothing's, nothing's pushed on you. Um, you can also use it to push yourself. So you can also give yourself stress to basically re reattempt reattempt something that you haven't quite made, um, or you can you can enhance something you haven't quite made and and use it that way. Um, one of my favourite things about it is the way that you get rid of stress is by in your downtime you indulge your vice, and your vice is along the lines of gambling or. Um, well, the first one that I was going to say. Yeah, carousing or um, you know, picking up your your preferred gender for playing, shall we say? Um, <laughs> romance. Um, that's or, the one. Any, that is yeah, the one. Romance. Yeah. That, that's that's the person, <laughs> isn't it? Um, or or something along those lines, and you can I, you can you have to roll under the stress that you've got. And if you roll more stress than you've taken, you overindulge and it actually backfires. And I think that I just think that's hilarious. And it, and it would. But, but, but what a way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Indulging <laughs> in your reverse of a... Yeah. It's the same system. It's, just, it's the same thing as blades, isn't it? And I know that yeah. one yeah. consequence of overindulging your vice is you might like miss the next session. So I've certainly played blades where like my character's gone out carousing on yeah. like this massive bender to get rid of all the stress he's got overindulged and then like he's not there next session i got to play like an alt character because it's like oh where's crow yeah he's off down the pub still he hasn't come back like yeah. i think once i got sort of like um got taken onto this whaling ship that's how he nar- narrated it my character couldn't come back he ended up signing on board this tour of duty <laughs> had to come back it's but yeah really cool yeah mm. it, 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 it's really good fun really good fun at the time. overindulging and, and a different way of it. it's not not quite the sort of pendragon end of season time is it you know it's uh slightly more uh, indulgent yeah. Yeah. like it the horse I like might the still idea of... die though i guess that's like <laughs> Ooh. bad bad picture now i've got a bad picture now okay andrew so uh, like that scum and villainy scum and villainy good game so sorry, Andrew. Well, we did have a debate earlier over whether it's a sci-fi or a horror game, but I, I'm going to say mm-hmm. Alien just because I, I like the way Free League implement the sort of stress damage in in that, you know, and it's, yeah. it it manages to capture that kind of fear, you know, that paranoia that I think is essential in that in that kind of genre, whether it's kind of sci-fi, sci-fi or horror. I mean, Mothership again, very sort of similar. But I, I just think that the, the feeling system does it does it better. And again, I'm not entirely sure about campaign play, simply because you know it's alien. Everybody kind of knows that ultimately, you know, you're gonna you're gonna meet the <laughs> meet the alien. So it's you know, I think again, I think it is better for, for one shots. You know, in terms of kind of actual mental damage over a campaign, going slightly off tangent. I mean, a, a non sci-fi game, I think, actually does campaign kind of mental damage quite well it was actually shadows of estrin i don't know if anyone's ever played that that's that's quite an interesting one because unlike say call of cthulhu where you go mad and then suddenly you end up paranoid or you end up mm. with the fear of the number 13 or something with shadows of estrin you're kind of expected to go mad so you actually pick your 
your madness at the start. So you can actually work towards, you know, you you know, the character can become more more paranoid <laughs> as the campaign goes on or more. I'm, I'm building or, up to my building up yeah, exactly. to my eventual yeah. breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, which I think, you know, over the course of a campaign actually works kind of really really well, certainly from a role playing aspect. That's that's really cool. And it does it that's a really that's a really good way to get that sort of don't know consent thing isn't it that you're investing exactly in. yeah you've chosen it yeah. it's not like something terrible is happening to your character no, exactly you call yeah, yeah, things yeah. that are going to be problematic for you as a player you know it, it gives you some sort of control over it that's really yeah cool. yeah yeah I, yeah i think it's a it's a really interesting system and this, again it kind of encourages the role-playing aspects as well particularly within a party and stuff as well you know because you could be like you know, oh well you know should should we get down that tunnel or oh, no you know uh, he's, mm. he's he's not gonna like that you know it's uh Okay, so so there there are potential. I think you're right. I think there are potential shortfalls in 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 sort of alien. But so which of those are you going to go with? You're going to go with the Shadows um, of Esterin? I'm actually going to go with Shadows or? of Esterin, yeah, because I'm going to go Shadows yeah. of Esterin, even though it's not a sci-fi game. Because as I said, I think for campaign play, you know, and and the role playing aspect, I think it just, I, I, you know, yeah. certainly for one for one shot, I think the alien three league alien invitation is brilliant. But I, I just think overall for a campaign game. There's Shadows of Estrin implementation. Shadows of Estrin in, in general is a it's an odd game though, don't you think? Um, I mean, it's fantastic well, I, and uh, yeah, and musical I mean, I, and everything else is all in there. But I, I, I really love it because it is so atmospheric. It is so atmospheric. You know, it's a. Yeah. It, it, there, there are very few kind of fantasy games that do kind of horror have a horror aspect yeah the, the symbol which has got the corruption mechanic which is a yeah. slightly sort of different different thing but i think the, the, the whole shadows of estuary kind of i, yeah. I just I, i've on. never played it but i always have that i, I just remember a few years ago at, 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 like uk games expo and dragon meat like the the shadows of estuary stand to be amazing and they'd have like uh-huh. the artists there doing art the, the art the, the, the art and stuff is phenomenal and the whole atmosphere the, is the, the orchestra is, in the background i, yeah. I think they yeah, have I their own beer I think I think they have their own yeah, 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 amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. licensing laws, yeah. obviously, possibly. Yeah, no. but, but, <laughs> but no, yeah. I mean, the, the whole game is super atmospheric. It really, you know, I mean, it, it could be an so, opportunity to make some money, though, couldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Frankenstein's RPG beer. If, yeah, oh, if yeah, only we knew yeah. somebody, if only we knew somebody who worked for a brewery. <laughs> yeah, we just need to get a brewery contact, don't we? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you uh, just have a whole series of programs that oh, well. come up with random ingredients for beer, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm googling brew dog now. Some, 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 some poor person's got a, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, like brew dog, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> no, um, that, bre- pa- pa- brew dog is ab- absolutely violets and uh, roast pork. Yeah, so, yeah. they are. <laughs> that's that's your Frankenstein beer for you, brew yeah. dog. Mm, horrific. Anyway. So surely Lovely the people, though. beer will be the drip tray at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that works on so many levels. Uh, <laughs> many a true word, I think, yeah. Last, yeah. last knockings. Yeah. Do you want the drip tray? Yeah, okay. We've all been there. It's hard life. <laughs> so, Shadows of Estrin, the beer. Right. My turn. My turn. Now, similar to everybody. Yeah, the ones that immediately sort of spring to mind. And there's this running thing about, you know, Cthulhu in space, isn't there? That, uh, you know, why why hasn't ever, anybody ever done Cthulhu in space? Uh, I think it could work. Sanity, insanity, uh, you know, that's a sort of sanity mechanic. However, I'm not going with Cthulhu in space. 
I'm I'm going to get one I mentioned, mentioned earlier on. Those dark places. It hits. Second time I mentioned him, and this time I'm absolutely going for him. There was some other, like everybody else, I did think about Mothership. I like Mothership. And Fabio will now be jumping up and down going, choose Mothership, uh, at the top of his voice. Uh, alien, like Alien, but I think as uh, as Andrew quite rightly has identified earlier on, is it a campaignable thing? I'm not sure it is really. It feel, and the, the stress feels incredibly sort of short term. Yeah. I mean, they have, they've brought out a campaign for it, haven't they? We should say, Free League have brought yeah. out a campaign, oh, which yeah. clearly, not, clearly none of us have read. Let's be completely... <laughs> no, the Colonial really Marines one? Or the other one? There is another one, isn't there? There's, there's, they've definitely brought out something. Yeah. I'm not sure I could yeah. put a name to it. There's going to be a colony one, isn't it? That one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Is it campaignable? No. Not sure. Not sure. I suppose but I do like... how sci-fi they go with it, doesn't it? I mean... Yeah, I think, you know, I think... I think the whole premise of Alien, though, is if you're playing Alien, you want to try and fight aliens, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I hate to sort of say one-trick pony. <laughs> it's not called yeah. spaceships, is it? It's called Alien. No. So yeah. No. I mean, no. Yeah. Speaking of you know, speaking of a sci-fi a sci-fi game, you know, we are, we've been playing Mech Warrior, and the problem with Mech Warrior is as a role-playing game. That everybody just wants to get in the mech and shoot things. You know, that's that's the whole that's the whole premise of it. You know, so it's uh, you know, it, yeah. Ride ride that one that one trick yeah, pony to, yeah, to, exactly, to the yeah. end. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I am going for those dark places now. Why those dark places? Two two reasons. First one is it's a D six system as well, and if we've got uh, our D six Star Wars, I think it, it could work in there. It has pressure. Now, what I what I really like about it though is, uh, you you have your pressure. You also have a pressure bonus, so you add your bonus, and it's pressure uh, d six plus your pressure bonus, and the target is ten. Now, uh, obviously, then if you fail, uh, you uh, you then start on the whole idea of, of of pressure. But then you you can have if you roll equal to or, or greater that. So there's two rolls in it equal or greater than uh, than your stress you have an episode and again you roll on a table oh it's like i've thought this thing through you like roll on a table <laughs> i do yeah <laughs> but the main the main reason i like it is because it's not uh, it's it's not terribly complicated i've made it sound very complicated but it isn't <laughs> Uh, but you do you just go straight into uh, into the sort of uh, psychological damage of, of stress, and 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 I think it's handled really well. It's not sort of overtly kind of um, you know you don't have the the D one hundred table that you got in Call of Cthulhu, you know for various phobias and everything else and stress and stuff. It's got six. You're either in shock and your your uh, agility is reduced by one point. Or you're in shock and your strength is reduced by one point, or the shock uh, reduces your education and charisma by one point. So we could easily sort of put it into the D6 Star Wars uh, system, um, and I think it would work with also skill tests for Serenity too. Uh, if you roll a four, you're rigid, barely communicated. You can barely communicate, and you're rooted to the spot in fear. Five, it's catatonia, and then six, it's insane fear and driven to violent flight. Particularly like the use of the word violent in there. Um, so you know and, and then and then that's how that sort of spiral can work but again you know there are there are 
methods of reducing reducing that pressure and you do it by de-stressing i don't think it's quite as uh quite as well expanded as you like uh, as as scum and villainy you know that you go and indulge although you know who doesn't like a cream cake and a cup of tea to uh, to do I'm not saying that that's what happens in those dark places. It isn't, but you can de-stress. So uh, that's mine. And and I think, you know, another thing I'd like to say is Osprey games, I think have really got their their act together. I think there are some cracking games out from sort of, you know, um, well, Romance of the Perilous Land, Jackals. I think there's another great game. Mm. I really like those dark places. I'm going to be getting it to the table very soon, I hope. So there. So that's me. Those dark places. not as not as sort of uh, catastrophic as possibly Alien could be, but we haven't we haven't nominated Mothership or Alien. But what we have nominated then is uh, Shadows of Estrin, which is a little bit like the uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer list field choice for this episode. Uh, Scum and Villainy, uh, Deb came out with Scum and Villainy. Guy was uh, Masks, the teenage superheroes uh, dirty bedroom game. And then mine was those dark places. Those dark places. So I'm going to vote first, if I may. Go for it. I'm going to give my vote to Deb. Scum and villainy. Uh, I like it. I also like the idea of the possibility of overindulgence. Yeah. Role play that one, I say. So, uh, Andrew, I'm going to come to you next. What are you going to be uh, voting for? You cannot vote for Shadows of Estrin. So you have uh, Those Dark Places, Scum and Villainy, and Masks. What's it going to be? I've never, I've never played Those Dark Places. It does sound interesting. But I, I, I have played Masks and I have played Scum and Villainy. And Masks, as I said, is it, brilliant, definitely in a way that it deals with, with stress and that sort of thing. But I think in this case, yeah, I'm going to go for scum and villainy. Maybe now bouncing around the ring. Was, was that a yes? <laughs> Over, overindulging in celebration. I am a little bit. I'm going to be, I'm going to be missing the next game because I'm going to be sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> missing the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Uh, Guy, what are you going for? Carving um, masks. It can't be masks. Yeah, yeah. I think, well, no. first of all, I'm, I'm pleased that somebody referred to Shadows of Easter and as, uh, as this episode's left field choice. Um, how, <laughs> how, I feel that's, this section's left field choice. But I like that. I, you made a compelling case, Dave, for those dark places. Um, you did mm. seem to talk about it being easy to integrate with the other systems, which I don't think should be a criteria. As far as I'm concerned, that's your problem, not ours. Like, <laughs> I think... <laughs> a fundamental it might, flaw. It might even podcast. count against you, like to make it easier. <laughs> I think you need the creative constraint of, of putting lots of disparate systems together. Um, yeah. So yeah, Shadow Vista, I really like um, those that places. I yeah, it just seems a little bit simplistic for me. I don't know if it's going to fit in with yeah. that. But um, and I think I'm going to go for Scum and Villainy again. You know, mm. I, I really like it. It's got that sort of. Um, it manages to give a lot of player agency, I suppose, like Shadows of Easter, and then to, is to taking damage. You can choose when to trigger it. You can choose, even yeah. when you get stressed out, you choose what your trauma is. So you can, yeah. you can make it fit and do it. it, it I, I do really like how it fits into the whole system and creates that that sort of, like like we said, sort of a, a nice gameplay loop of you do stuff, you get stressed out, then you have to indulge your vice, and it, it all feels yeah. in place. So yeah, scum and villainy for me. 
sort of broadens the game out a bit more, doesn't it? So yeah. you're not, it's not just right who we're going to shoot now. Deb, Debbie, you cannot vote for scum and villainy. Clearly, you don't need to. By the way, <laughs> uh, masks, shadows of Estrin, or those dark places. Which would you like to vote for? I think I'm going to go. I'm going to plump for masks because the option to get rid of a condition by smashing something up <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> Or have it, having a cuddle and a cry. That was, that's also great. But, um, I, yeah, masks, brilliant. Masks, yeah. Must admit, uh, that's, uh, that's, at least, that's at least three games I've now got to go and buy. <laughs> Happy days. Good. So, so we have we have our uh, our system for incorporating uh, mental damage. But as we said, you know, again, needs to be tread, uh, tread carefully. But it is scum and villainy. Well done. Excellent. Thanks, Deb, for that one. So we now have uh, two more uh, elements to the game. Tenra Bancho Zero uh, is our physical damage. Tenra Bancho Zero. Good God. Uh, Is our physical damage mechanic. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. And uh, Debbie's scum and villainy is uh, is our mental damage mechanic. Again, happy days, brilliant. Thanks everybody. Hope that was okay for you. It's good. Yeah. And yeah. A, a darn sight more uh, more organised <laughs> previous <laughs> episodes, which is fantastic. Really good. Thank you. It sounds like a good. I mean, it sounds. Like, I, I don't know. I was thinking you must be thinking the same. That Shadows of Isterin probably could get some. Get some one shot play at Grog. Mate, I was thinking about ten. I should run ten round again now. Now that I've you it, should, I should yeah, actually yeah. get it. I've got, to, I've got to figure out where the hell I'm going to get it from. You can definitely get it in PDF. Adventures. You can get it in PDF. Yeah, okay. um, in print, um, I mean, I'm not sure. I don't know. It's, it was it's published a while. It was translated and published a while ago, though. So you might struggle okay. to get. If you can get it in PDF and get it in PDF from Drive Through, you can probably get a, you can probably get a print on demand. I'd have thought. Yeah, yeah. or, or docs direct it. Or something. Oh, Docs Direct. Yeah, yeah. Docs Direct. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's nice. It's got some really cool, like, unusual mechanics. It's got, like, a fan mail thing where all mm. the players, when there's a scene going on, any player can give you chits, and you can cash, cash those in for XP or or dice. It's got an emotion mm. matrix. When you first meet another player character or an NPC, you roll on this matrix to work out how you're related to them, and it can be that you... Like, one of them's, like... Um, long lost brother <laughs> like long lost sibling <laughs> wow, so you, you yeah. just create this and you end up with this sort of mm. melodrama it's it's cool yeah but bonkers like really absolutely good. bonkers to be it fair sounds like, really cool, yeah. yeah it's 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 gonna fit in perfectly yeah the damage system is like the least controversial the, the least weird <laughs> bit of it almost <laughs> <laughs> oh dear brilliant listen again thank you everybody I hope it's okay, and uh, I will. I will see you all again. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Good night, everyone. Thanks a lot. Brilliant. Thanks. Cheers, well guys. See you. Bye, bye, bye. Good night. So there you have it. That was episode three. I hope you enjoyed it. In the show notes, I'll try to put uh, <laughs> put some sort of sense uh, in there. Uh, I'll put some of the nonsense in there too, probably, but there we are. Please don't blame us for your burgeoning desire to buy another game, except for if you buy <laughs> if you buy Tenra Bancho Zero. That 
is down to us. Sorry. Thanks must go again to Guy, Andrew and Debbie. We're getting just that bit closer to a game. If you wanted to leave us a message, please do so and anchor. There's an opportunity for you to leave voice messages there. We're Frankenstein's RPG. Also on Twitter, at Frankenstein RPG. And then happy to take any sort of feedback and contributions to the rest of Series 2 and Frankenstein in Space. So, next time, we're looking at combat. Woo! And also sequencing in combat. Blimey. Anyway, take care of yourselves. Thanks for downloading. See you soon.